What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay who will be in every episode. Ben, do you know what I was thinking about while we were doing the thumbnailingtons just now? What were you thinking about when we were doing the thumbnailingtons just now? Okay, so you know like the 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 classic imagery for home alone yes you you know yeah oh yeah yeah of course like the like the hands-on face thing hands-on face screaming yeah which uh, was always one of those things where is is that like aftershave does that is that supposed to like burn i'm glad this is exactly what you brought up ben because yes one what always bothered me what always bothers me about the imagery for home alone is that him making that face has nothing to do with him being like like the the wet bandits invading the house that's so you know? true yeah like, like he never <laughs> makes that face it's not like oh my god there's burglars it's like the face he makes the face when he is in his parents bathroom and i eat like puts aftershave i guess on his face i guess that's what's happening and like every time i watch that movie like every single time it makes me feel so dumb because i watch that scene and i have no idea what's happening like he puts it on his face and it must burn but i'm like like i think aftershave is something that has just like gone by the wayside maybe like i've never used it whatever he's putting on his face don't know what it is i literally don't know what yeah i don't know what aftershave is or if it is different from cologne or like if it was supposed to help with um like if if instead of like a scent related thing if it was supposed to help like uh, cool. Like, like ease your face after you've like had like a close shave or something like that. But like, here's the thing: he's not shaving. Oh no, I <laughs> know, know, I know. Like, yeah, I mean, well, he's like he's it, a small child. He's still. a small child. He has not shaved his face. He has nothing to shave. He's just like putting it on. Be- it's like presumably he's putting it on because he's seen his dad do this. Yes, but like to me, if it burns. If it's supposed to be something post shave and it burns, then it must just be because whatever you're putting on your face, like 
it like hurts on the newly like razored skin, right? Which he would not have. Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah. What is he compl- like? If it just hurts to put on your skin at all, this like how did this ever catch on? I, and maybe this is why it's not around anymore. But like, it always <laughs> makes me feel so so dumb because I'm like, this is a little kid interacting with an adult man's thing, and that's like why I guess why it's funny but like now I'm an adult and I still don't know what's happening and it makes me feel extra dumb because it's like the poster of the movie I know it's such iconic imagery the movie doesn't go away because it's a Christmas movie and it comes back every year and I have to feel dumb every year but it would be it would be hilarious to me if the image that they did famously use Mm -hmm. on the cover or on like all the all the you know posters and everything was for something that was actually like like a little bit of like a movie fail too if it was sort of like okay like we, we did it because it would be funny and because like most adults when they're shaving like kind of famously like stings when you put it on your face but of course it wouldn't actually hurt him because he's not actually doing anything you know but then like it became like so so like relevant or it seemed to like express his uh it was the best image we had of macaulay culkin looking just like like terrified or shocked right. or or something alarmed you know so it fit it fit really well with like with what we're going for here but also it never would have bothered him in the first place because he wasn't actually shaving because blah 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 but it's funny because it actually does remind me when I was a little kid, I remember going over to my childhood best friend's house yeah. and we, we, I feel like in our house, we didn't really do like the mouthwash thing, you know, like, like Listerine or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, you know, which, uh, I, I don't know really why, but my, this was like one of those things, like when I would go over to my friend's house, it was sort of like a novelty, yeah. like, you know, part of the experience was like, you go and brush, brush your teeth. And then they had, they had like the, the beginner mode, which was like bubblegum flavored mouthwash, sure. which was my personal preference yeah. because the first time you ever do like actual Listerine mouthwash it is like whoo okay like yeah. you know I feel like I'm breathing it's out like, like, the like alcohol in it yeah yeah exactly yeah it's like it's like I feel like I'm breathing fumes or something mm-hmm. afterwards um it was like such a like I don't know what like so I could I could almost see you know if you've if you've like lived your life up to a certain point you've never experienced like the the full-blown like Listerine mouthwash experience and then you do it's sort of like whoa, whoa. like that was that was a lot but it still wouldn't merit the hands on the face scream reaction. Right. So it must be the case that whatever aftershave was intending to do um, was was even more like visceral. Yeah, you know, I guess so. So anyway, I was making your face during the thumbnails where I put my hands on my face like Home Alone style. Nice. And it just then and then I felt dumb because I was like, hey, this is a Home Alone thing. I was like, that's a joke I don't get, but I feel like I should because I'm 35. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's like at this point, I probably should have interacted with whatever he was interacting it, it, with. It is such an example, too, of something that I could like. I, it feels like I should so easily be able to Google. And even though no one would know that I'd Google it, I'd feel so embarrassed for having needed to Google it. Yeah. You know, like how does that stop you ever? You're like, boy, I the answer is there, but I'm pretty embarrassed even to look it up, even though that would just give me the answer. No, no, I don't have that. I don't have that. This is almost like your your salad guilt yeah. from last week. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, where it's it's like it's like I I feel like I don't have I don't have any. Well, actually, okay, mm-hmm. I was about to yes. say I, I don't have any shame about googling something. I will say that because my my um we have an iMac in like our our uh, kitchen at home, yeah. and so um like all of the Apple devices or whatever are all synced up. So like the stuff that I Google and search at work versus 
versus like from my phone versus from like the home computer. Like it, it, it all has like the same uh, iCloudified ominous. Right, you're logged in on like the same Gmail account everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So like all, all of the information. So it, it's always really complicated. But like when I'm Christmas shopping for for Alice, because like if she goes and she like opens up the computer and like you know clicks like the search bar and it drops down like like the recently searched thing, and it's like oh you know like that must be a like. I'm afraid it'll be like a giveaway. So sometimes what I'll not even sometimes when I'm Christmas shopping for Alice in particular, I'll always go like incognito. Yeah. And that way it's like, it's like being like preserved or whatever from that particular, uh, like drop down menus and that type of thing. And so I will say like, occasionally there will be a search that I will do where it's like, (laughs) I would rather if this existed somewhere else. So like when Alice (laughs) like logs in later, she's not like, Oh, okay. Ben doesn't know how, trapezoids work or something like that (laughs) but then on the flip side of this i also i mean it is hilarious and also like um i'm gonna say upsetting but it's not actually upsetting but like uh, very frequently we will have conversations in like the main area here at scb where we'll be like talking about like oh yeah who did win best picture last year and it's like was it so-and-so it's like oh no i can't remember no maybe it was this one and it was like it's like we could solve this really fast um and i don't know if this is something that um maybe more more people like the game of being like, no, 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 I can remember. I don't want to look it up because it's in my brain and I can, I can get there on my own. And maybe for me, I'm just like shortest path is always the easiest. It's right. Like, it's like, let's, let's just, let's just get to the answer. Like this right. is, this is so solvable that like, you won't even have to click a web page. Like the auto filled like result yeah, will tell you be there. Yeah. Who won best picture last year or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can never tell whether or not this is, if this is like a, like a, like a pride type thing, it's like, no, no, no. I can do this. Like, right. You know, it's like, I will not resort to looking up the answer because I can remember it. Yeah. Um, it's like in a weird way, like having a conversation about who won best actor last year at the Academy Awards. It's kind of like, it's like a very old fashioned conversation, you know, like trying to discuss, trying to discuss the information out of yourselves. Yeah. When everyone, when you could just get the answer. So it's I, like so readily available. I th- This is interesting because I think like a lot of what we do, like you've always, you've always done a such a remarkable job of like maintaining like trivia in your brain about mm-hmm. like all the various things that we cover and a lot of things that we don't cover. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm sure that, uh, okay. Wh- let's see here. Oh boy. What is, in Rugrats, the TV show. Yeah. What is Susie's last name? Carmichael. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a great example. <laughs> it's like, let me just pick something like I haven't thought about or watched an episode of Rugrats in, in 20 years easily. Uh-huh. Um, if you not, didn't know that. <laughs> But you still knew Susie's name. I, I w- as I was pulling the thought together, I was like, "What's a good example of a question that we can deep dive into here?" Um, and, but like you've you've always been so good at this. But like one of the things that I think has blown my mind, and so like we do like our trivia show, J versus Ben or whatever. Um, and for a very long time, I mean, I think this past year, I think that we we finally reached maybe a closer state of of like competitiveness yeah at least in in those those shows um but um forever and ever and ever it was something where i like you know if i won two a year it was like whoa whoa like, ben like, won it, it, it wasn't even ben won. it was like what happened to jay that day right. you know like you must have been distracted <laughs> right or like, the story's still about me somehow yes right? yeah, yeah. exactly yeah it was like it was you had a bad day not me having a good day Dude, this used to drive me crazy in college about the dallas cowboys okay like i that i would like watch a lot of like nfl football back then and of course the cowboys are almost always better than the commanders or yeah. you know or, or 
Washington and they're yeah. like one of the big rivals, but it would uh, drive me crazy because you'd have like a like, you know, you'd sit down, and you'd watch a game and you were just positive. The Cowboys are going to roll over you yet again. And somehow Washington would pull out a victory and it'd be like, no freaking way. What an amazing day. And I would just relish like logging in to like ESPN the next day to be like, let's hear all about how great the commanders were. And it's just like, wow, the Cowboys really fell down or yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> they're, 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 they're. Washington had nothing to do with winning that game. It was they, they, a thousand yeah. percent the Cowboys getting in their own way. Exactly. Uh, oh, 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 how it would drive me crazy. <laughs> yes. No, you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So I think, I think forever and ever, but like, I haven't ever really felt like my lack of trivia knowledge has ever been um, like, I never feel like it truly holds us back while we're like writing theories, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, and and I think because a lot of that is like, you know, we've got like all of our, all of our like um, resources constantly ready at hand. And so it's like, it's like who said that line again? It's just like, you know, I'll punch it into like, you know, our like database or whatever. It's like, Oh, that's right. Lavender Brown. And you know, and then, and then you know the answer to, to the question. And then you're able to just like march forward with the piece of knowledge in mind. And so a lot of times I wonder whether or not I like, I offload, you know, or, or almost like cloud store a lot of knowledge where it's like, I don't know, I can't pull it off on my own. If I'm on a deserted island with no information whatsoever, like I will never be able to find that Lavender Brown said that sentence. Right. But like, but like what I, what I have allowed myself to do is not increase like my brain's cash by 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 keeping it ready at hand because what i have allowed myself to know is like well you can look it up very quickly like you can have the answer to this if if there's ever a meaningful reason why you need to know you can find it very fast yeah and therefore no no need to store no need to store anything but this is this is like it's it's kind of a curiosity because i think in general i would say and you could argue this and so i'm curious to see um i think that i operate with a scarcity mindset basically at all times. Okay. And I, I, I would assert that maybe you're on the opposite end of the spectrum and you have an abundance mindset. Um, and so at, at least the, from our, our memory storage standpoint, you're like, man, the more I know, the more it tells me I can know more. Right. Like, like I've been able to learn all these facts, which means that like, I trust that I'll be able to learn more facts, which helps me learn and memorize even more facts. Right. You know? And so like, as you progress through life, it doesn't seem like you've ever like been encumbered by like, man, should I offload some of this? Like, Hey Arnold knowledge oh, that right. I have like, from like our childhood. Your brain is like, I need to dump this so that I can learn more things that have to be right selective about the amount of things whereas my brain's like there's basically infinite space don't worry about that yes exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so and, and i think that's exactly what happens to me where it's <laughs> like you know if, I, if i'm like trying to like enter some new fictional domain or if i'm like like taking in like a new tv show or something like that like a lot of times i will it, it's almost like i mean i'm not actually consciously like parsing through like what to let go of or anything but there, there's a small piece of me that's almost like man i'm really getting into gilded age lately which means that like shadow and bone is gonna have to go you know go. like like i think on some level it, it's one of two things like it's it's either maybe you weren't as invested in it to the tune of because this surprises me sometimes like the number of tv shows or like reality shows or something that i've watched where you could like show me a person who was on the show and i wouldn't remember them at all this happens yeah like certainly like on shows like survivor or something right like sometimes like i won't even i couldn't even tell you who won a season even though i watched the whole season like aggressively like aggressively you know you're you're like you're you're making all the moves in your head you know the alliances you know like all the this that the whatevers um i mean yeah 
Uh, certainly, like sometimes I'll just watch it and like you'll, the characters will be having conversations, and it's like the show has gone to such great lengths to try and like like confuse you out of knowing who's going to win the vote for the sake of drama. That like I'm like I can't even keep track of who is in an alliance with who because it changes like by the minute and like this past season was a great example of like there was like four like the, it was a great example of really good reality TV show editing I thought okay because there was a there was like a red tribe that there was like four of them left at the merge and they basically just ran the whole game and that that four alliance just did everything they wanted to the whole game and they were very powerful and you could tell like if you're watching the show the ways in which like every every single episode they would try and undermine you as the viewer like oh man maybe the red alliance is gonna break or maybe they're gonna vote differently this week and it's like no every single time they'd set you up for it to happen like clearly they take one of the red guys aside and be like are you considering voting for someone else what would make you vote for someone else and they just play that answer and you'd be like oh man maybe drew's gonna break the alliance but like they didn't at all yeah just like it's like it was very obvious those four people are just going and that's there's nothing they can do about it yes 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 (laughs) yes you know you're absolutely right and then, and then that's the other thing too is that like when i'm watching the show a lot of times i'm like all i'm playing in my head over and over and over is whether or not it's like could i do this what would i do in this situation how would i respond to that who would i go talk to would i trust this person would i be like would i lie would i like you know yeah. and and I, I, th- this is exactly where I think they they edit together reality TV in such a good way that like you sitting there on the couch are like almost like overwhelmed because you're like, oh my gosh, but then this person talked to that person and then who are they voting for? And they're trying to split the votes and oh my gosh, I like, you know, yeah. but I wonder if in real life it's like a lot more like obvious and I don't even know if like obvious is the right thing because like, I mean obviously blindsides happen. People say like I was blindsided like I didn't know this was coming, um, but like I, I do wonder if it's less confusing in real life and, yeah. and they're they're showing you this like weird rubik's cube twisted knot version of events because that helps it be entertaining to like watch whatever unfolds unfolds yeah there there's there's almost a very clear formula where it seems like oh well, yeah you know they they come out of the like whatever challenge somebody's won immunity they, they, they'll basically say right away like this person's going home and there's no way that they could say themselves that person's never going home right like, you know they'll, they'll always establish right away this person they're doomed. or even even if it is even if it is the case where it's just like yeah as long as that person doesn't win the challenge they're going home and like if that's even if that's completely true that like okay they didn't win the challenge and everyone just knows yeah it's going and they'll, they'll come back no matter what they will throw in an extra edit that's like they made a play for it who knows maybe they flipped three people or whatever right, like right, right, they right. won't let you just like go into tribal council knowing what's going to happen they w- they will try and throw like a slice of doubt at you yes for, always, for always. the sake of the entertainment and like thank goodness they do because otherwise i think there'd be a lot of seasons where it's just very boring right 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 it's just like dominating whatever yeah um so but yeah so anyway um i don't know how we i don't know how we fully (laughs) The point is there are people like sometimes i'll like listen to people talk about survivor and they're like oh yeah franny was so good and be like i can't tell you who franny was i couldn't tell you you know like i you know i remember that's a person who played survivor but what she did what she looks like how far she got you know <laughs> okay well maybe i have a perfect transition okay. then because of this because this sounds to me almost like a perfect representation of uh a new a new phenomenon a new oh. psychological uh observance that i have to credit our dad oh. um after after christmas i was chatting with him and he was telling me about it he was like i feel like it applies to you in a really good way and um 
I, I couldn't remember the name of it. And then literally on break, I was listening to the uh, Freakonomics podcast where I stumbled across the very episode he was telling me about. Oh, nice. And I was like, no way. So credit to dad, credit to Freakonomics. Uh, no stupid questions, I think, is like the subcategory for it, just, okay. just for the, the purposes. But I think the exact thing that we're describing, like where you, you can like watch the show, you're so involved, you're so invested, and then the show is over and you like dump it all yeah. is I think it's a good example of what's called and I could be pronouncing it wrong but I'm going to go for it the Zygarnik effect um, Whoa, and that's a, that's a $10 word I know right so, so Zygarnik I, yeah, that, wow I love that already <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to use that um, but I think it, it, the the name comes from I, I believe the researcher who originally put together the the concept where as the story goes uh, this researcher and maybe like some some fellows uh, about like, you know, I think it's maybe like a hundred years ago or something like that. It's been around for a while. Um, but they all went out to this like fancy dinner at a restaurant where there was like a whole bunch of different like, uh, orders and like drink orders and all the stuff that was going on. And they had this like phenomenal waiter in the whole time that they're there. You know, the waiter is just on top of everything. There's every single person's like individual meal preferences is like super on top of like where they're at and their drinks and what their refill might be and all the rest. Okay. And so the, the whole crowd as they're at the restaurant is just like in awe of this waiter's ability to have just met all of these people and to have known them so well right away. Right. Um, so in this example, this would be like us watching Survivor. Right. So it's like, you know, what, what, while you're inside of the episode, while you're inside of the season, you know everybody. You know all the moves. You know all the strategies. You know like what everybody's kind of doing, like what their plays are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, alliances, yeah. all the rest. And then this group of people leaves the, uh, the restaurant and one of them realizes they've like left something back at the table. So they run back into the restaurant and flag down the waiter that they just had, who they're, you know, of course, and, and like so impressed with the, you know, the memory. And they're like, hey, I was just sitting at that table over there. I think I left my jacket. And the waiter is like, I'm, I'm sorry, like, who are you? And they right. were like, wait, you don't you remember <laughs> all of our meals, all of our preferences, all of our drink orders, and you don't remember me from 10 minutes ago. Right. And so they've said that as as time has gone on, this this particular story is kind of like part of the mythos of the origin story and and maybe it's just a very good representation of of yeah what they're going for how the concept came to be but it's it doesn't mean that it's not still a, a fairly real concept which is that for that waiter it's very important while uh while the guests are there to be like that's that's what this person is doing you know like they need to be able to uh cater to you know the guests as best as possible and provide them with a positive experience and and all the rest but then like once they're gone it's like it's not important for them to know this information out in the real world like it's not it's not information that is going to be beneficial as time goes on and so pretty much as soon as that table clears it's like clear clear the memory yeah like like tomorrow it does not matter what mrs smith ordered as an entree. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it will never um, be useful information again. Right, 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 yeah. right. Um, and so you could you can translate this oftentimes, like if you were ever one of those students, you know, in, in high school or college or whatever, where you would go and you would like cram for an exam, you would take the exam, and then the moment the exam was over, you, it was sort of like, can you still explain what mitosis is? And it's like, no. It's like, but you got an A. It's like, you should right. be able to. Like, sure. you learned it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well... I learned it enough to pass the examination. And then once the examination was over, I didn't have a practical application for that information. 
So I let go of it. Right. Um, now, what's interesting about this is I think as it translates. So I, to me, that's that's the survivor example. It's like, yeah. it, you know, it's important to know everybody's strategies and stuff like that while you're watching. But then, like, once you know who wins, once you get the answer to the question, who is going to like, like emerge triumphant? Yeah. The rest of it doesn't super matter. Right. So, so maybe the main thing you might remember is the winner of a season. But even then, like once you get to the next season, you've got like a whole new batch of characters to pay attention to. And right. Maybe at this point in time, like whoever won season 44 isn't ultra relevant to season 45 because, you know, like like now you've got like like that same strategy might not work again. Right. You know, yeah, because it's a different group of people. It's a different group of people, different group of personalities, different, different alliances altogether. So even that information might just get like dumped from the back of your brain. But the other question with this, uh, then it has to do with the concept of closure. Um, and basically like what's, what's happening is that like the closure that you get while watching the game of survivor or taking your exam is, is successfully completing the mission. And once you've completed the mission, you're able to let it go. The problem is that, and, and as a Zy- the uh, let me try it again, the Zygarnik effect as it applies to closure out there in the real world is that a lot of times people need a sense of closure with another individual because without it, they can't they can't pass the test they can't see the finale so all you would ever know is is like you're like left in this sort of like limbo land where like something has happened with another person and because you've never like gotten to the end of the test so to speak you, you don't ever get to let go of the information and then that information just like lives with you so like if you're ever lying awake in the middle of the night, like having like an argument with somebody in your head where you never got to like get in the last word or, or like solve the problem or feel at peace with that person about something, it's like, you can't let it go. And then, and then it like, that's like rumination, you know, like that's, that is the problem where, where now it's just like in this cycle and it lives rent free in your head. Does, does this ever happen to you is, is like one question. Yeah, I think so. Where it just sort of feels like, boy, it's been like years since something happened. And sometimes if I let my mind wander over to a situation, it's just like, yeah, I can pick you right back up with all the injustices of the situation. Yeah. Even though like none of these people even live here and I haven't talked to them in, you know, two years or yes. whatever. It's just like, like, yeah, but like somehow the information still just like feels fresh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's like completely, completely unresolved. And, you know, so one of the one of the interesting examples of of this for me is uh, one of the one of the like shock factors I'll occasionally get is um, uh, once upon a time, I would say I had what I would regard as the best breakup of my life. Oh, great. Um, and this was this was like one of those things where going back to high school, I was probably the worst about a breakup Mm -hmm. because like there's i mean as as like your your classic people pleaser to me there's nothing in the world worse than making this person not happy like i don't want that to happen even if by being with them they are making me unhappy i would still rather not hurt their feelings you know it's like it's like that stinks and i don't want to have to do this and so i would constantly like you know, try to soften the blow or like, you know, there, there's the, all the, the cliche lines like we could still be friends or like maybe maybe we'll just like take a break for a little while and we could try again at some other time. Right. You know, or or one of those things. And what it would do is it would leave the person with this like like with, without closure, with a lingering right. sense 
of hope that maybe it's not over yet, that maybe there's still something that that could come from this if if like the circumstances align more correctly, which very frequently just is not the case. The person is just attempting to let you down gently. Right. The irony is that in attempting to let somebody down gently, you might be doing more harm. Right. Because you've left that door open. You've you've right. You've, the wound is left open. There's no stitches. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you, you might get to the, the, the final vote in, in Survivor and it's sort of like, well, we're pretty sure that this person won, but we're going to have to wait like a year until we can like re-review the tapes because the other person may have actually won. So like we're going to have to wait and find out, you know, and right. it's kind of like all right. Okay. Well then, but, uh, but I'd be willing to bet that if that happened, then you might be more invested for that whole year and in, in waiting to find the outcome. Right. So I feel like once upon a time, uh, when I say like I had the, the best breakup of my life, what I did was like going into it is I was like, this is not a decision that I can make lightly. You know, this is a decision that I need to be very clear in my intentions about how I am doing this. Um, And I think that that came from a certain amount of, you know, like experience and then just overall maturity in life and and kind of like growing as an individual and everything. But more than anything, it was like, I know that the worst thing I could do for this person is to leave any hope on the table at all. Right. And so in, in the breakup, that was what I did. It was just sort of like, there is absolutely no chance that I would like revisit this. Like, this has to be it. This will be done forever. And that's that. Right. And what has been <clears throat> amazing to me is that since that day, there has been, I have never once had the compulsion to go and like do like the, the, the Facebook stalking, the, right. the Instagram, you know, like whatever and be like, well, what are they up to now? Like right. what, what's going on? What where, happened? Where did their life go? Yeah. You know, like, like I, I don't have any lingering curiosity. Like I, I absolutely unequivocally let it go. Yeah. Um, which is not common for me. If you know me as like an individual, like true, like I can have a conversation that, that everybody in the room thought went fine and then go and spend the entire weekend thinking about like, right. You know, like, Oh, but there was that one burr, you know? And all I can think Mm -hmm. about was that, that one, that one little thing. Like, did that go okay? Did Mm -hmm. that, was that how I intended? Did they mean something to me? Were they trying to speak in coach? Should I talk to them? Like, you know, like I I have this, like, you know, so, so to me it was so jarring almost because of the differences in these situations. Like one of them was like a major paradigm life shifting moment for me. Whereas like the other was a conversation like, you know, amongst friends, where I was like, you know, did, did I, did I say something that may have come across poorly and then I don't sleep because of it? Right. You know, it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, well, like of these two things, one of them was way bigger than the other one. And yet, right. like, the, why is it so easy to forget this giant thing? Where is this like tiny, inco- like worst case scenario, someone was lightly bothered for a few seconds. Yes. Yes. Right, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's funny because I think, I think on some level, my brain like unconsciously figured this out because I used to leave lots of hangouts with friends yeah. and I would text people afterwards. And I'm like, Hey, I just want to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and, and 
like I'll get to the, I'll get to the end of like a, like an evening or a hangout or whatever. And so I, dad told me about this on Christmas and I had some friends over, uh, you know, that evening to just, just hang out and do holiday festive stuff. You right. were, you I were was there. there. Yeah. Um, but literally, so I was, I was explaining this concept to them and I was, I was telling them, you know, like, I think part of, part of my problem is I'll get to the end of like a party at the end of the night or whatever. And I'm like, Oh man, I talked to so many people. Surely I stepped in it at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, <laughs> we're having this big discussion. We're all looking at each other and we're like, are we all good? Are we all good? You good? You good? You good? We're good. We're good. Nobody has to ruminate. We're all good. It right. was like, but it was, it was amazingly helpful to me really to, to just sort of be like, okay, okay. Nothing left on set. You can hit me with it right now. Like, are we good? Mm-hmm. And it was like, we are good. Black eyes. Good. Um, so anyway, this is, this is, it's just been very interesting to me because it makes me wonder. I think a lot of times when I have something left over, I worry about going and disrupting someone's life. So like if I'm ruminating on something from, from something that happened years ago, we sometimes talk about like the heavyweights conversation, which is a, Oh yeah. Heavyweights is just a different podcast where yeah, basically the whole premise of that show is to close these doors. That's exactly it. Yes. And, and I think that like when I've listened to that show in the past, like, so this be, this could be the case where like maybe somebody excluded you or denied you entrance to a fraternity in college. And it's been 15 years and you always felt like your life took on a completely different path because of it. And so then the host will reach out to the, the president of the, you know, fraternity sorority, the time you were there they'll get you both on a you know a zoom call yeah. they'll be like a big discussion it's like hey this happened was there a reason why i wasn't involved it's like yeah we actually thought it'd be for your own good we were worried about you and it's like no way that was the reason it's like oh that's so good you know like whatever because <laughs> i felt bad about myself for 15 years yeah I, exactly right. yeah yeah so you can you can finally let go of it um and so my big debate is often that like I, I could have people in my life where it's like, gosh, I, I, I feel like there is this like thing left undone with that person. And I would love to solve it. I would love to reach out and just be like, hey, can we talk? But I am always just like so in my head about it, like as if if I as if I were like if I go and I open that door even further, it's going to make it so much worse. Uh-huh. You know, it's like it's like what you know, there's one situation where the person's like, I am so glad you said something because this keeps me awake at night too. Right. You know, or they're just like, wow, that was no big deal. Like you, you have nothing to worry about. I promise. Like everything's fine. You know, it's like, there's, there's good scenarios it could go. And then there's the one where it's like, why are you bringing this up? I've moved on with my life. And now you're like, now, now for, for your own peace of mind, you're, you're barging back in, in here and and rustling up negative feelings. You're like letting me know that this thing I haven't thought about for 20 years has, I've actually been like this enormous pain on your life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now I have to feel guilty about that yeah right um and so this is this is like this is the um the mental debate that i feel like since since i Mm -hmm. heard it because i was like man there are things where i bet i could alleviate so much pressure on my mind like you know so much of what my brain space spends time on right if i would just be willing to go and like attempt to have a handful of conversations. Right. But I'm really scared to do it. Right. Like what if, what if they, what if it makes it worse? What if it makes it worse? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I like, that's, that's the big thing. It's like, you, you don't want, like, I would love the relief of, of knowing that things are okay between, between anyone, but also like, like, but I don't want to be harmful in the process. Right. That's, that's the, that's the too long didn't read. Right. Um, so anyway, that's, that's been, 
that's been like the big sort of like, okay, okay, this is, this is something. And especially kind of like learning about it, like coming into the new year, it was kind of like, is this something like I could spend the year? Like, I don't need to do it all at once. I don't need to go like burden myself with that. But like, should, should I attempt to go and, and, yeah. and see what happens? I suppose there's probably like, just have like, there's probably a way to be more aware of like when it's about to happen. Yeah. Where like, you know, if some, if something happened, you know, yeah, t- 10 years ago and you're still on it, you're right. Like there's that risk of like, Ooh, is bringing it up with that person going to make it like worse. But like you could potentially also now sort of like, like start to recognize the pattern. Like, Oh, this person's about to like, I, I'm, I'm entering a conversation that could, that has unresolved things or like th- that I can should actively try and like close the door on right now, lest it fester, lest it fester. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So is there, that's the other, yeah. So is there, is there a statute of limitations? Oh, like, I have no idea. I don't think, so. I mean, I don't, I don't know. No one's ever come up to me and been like, oh man, you, you said something to me 20 years ago and wow, did it change me? Right. You know? Right. But, but it's so often the case. Like, you, you mean, nobody's inside of your brain. I know. Right. Like, so, I mean, it, it could be the case that like I was the one who messed up and like, would it make them feel better to know that I was like, I know I messed up. Like, you know, sure. like, like this is, this is me coming forward being like, Hey, if it helps you at all, it would help me for you to know that I know that I messed up. <laughs> 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 yeah so often if like if that i don't know i don't i don't feel yeah i don't know i don't know i do there are there are moments in my life where i'm like did that like how much did that affect me going forward like how inter- like um like would it be would it be worth trying to like talk to this person about a situation or or would it just be interesting them to know that like oh yeah like i uh, no hard feelings or anything there was just a thing you said to me when we were kids and it was like it just changed a lot of stuff and I couldn't have even known it in the moment, but like I come back to it all the time and yeah, you know, yeah. like just, you know, isn't it interesting? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No. And it will, and it's fast. The other, the other piece of this as well, like is, uh, and, and tell me, I mean, this is another one where I'd be curious to hear your thoughts as well, because here on the pop, like I've compared it to therapy before, because yeah. like we're, we're coming in, we're having a very, very, um, like, intentional and engaged dialogue between the two of us in a way that can be unique compared to the outside world. Yeah. You know, like, especially, um, you know, like I can think of like any type of family gathering that we have, like where the whole family's in one place. Like you might think like, wow, that was so great. Like I got really good quality time with my family in and some, I mean, not to say that that's not happening, but like inside of those occasions, it's almost like the fact like the togetherness is sort of like, that is the thing that has the aura around it. It's like, you know, you get to like watch the kids go run off and play in the other room or, or go do this, that or whatever. But it's, it's a lot harder when there's, you know, especially in our family of 15 people, you know, it can be harder to um, have like a like a deep and meaningful discussion while there's just so much other pulling on your attention. Right. Yeah. Like at almost any given moment, a child needs attention from someone for some reason. Yes. Large or small. And there's, you know, like if if. It, it, chances are the person you're talking to is going to be pulled in some other direction or you're going to be pulled in some other direction before you're able to get like too deep about anything. And you know, maybe, maybe whatever might count as deep is like too personal to even have in a situation where the conversation could be overheard. Also that, yeah, yeah. which is a big one. But w- the reason I bring that up though, is because it's like, sometimes I'm like, well, would it be, would it be, how could it be the case? You know, that, that recording the pop with Jay could, could be, um, 
like breaking down other other barriers of of my life like this and in some ways like one of the things i've i've talked about in the past was like you know i've i feel like we we reminisced early on in the pop about like some of like our high school adventures so yeah like i'm i'm talking about some of these things and relieving yourself of it in a way that is almost like more negatively aligned but the opposite can be true as well like a lot of times like having like the ultimate reminiscence of an experience um can then sort of like like you have you have like this positive memory and you then got far enough away from it that you then got to look back on it with one of the people that you experienced it with and re-experienced it joyously and then as a result of that it's almost like that memory itself also seems to like like fade or like flit away in this like strange way for me so it's like, it's like you're getting like closure on positive things yeah yeah exactly exactly which is which is its own it's been odd because i think sometimes it's making me now super crave like adding new ones before me right because i'm like man i've gone through and i've i've reminisced on like a lot of like these amazing moments of my life right and and now it's like you know it's like wow I, I now now I must need to got to go make some new ones. Go make, I mean, I guess there's I use them. <laughs> I just I've never I don't think I've really felt it like that. Like I've used up reminiscing about a thing, right? Like I I feel like there's so many times like when we get back, you know, like if if you and me and Mike or John or something like inevitably, you know, we we will reminisce about something that happened in the past, even oh. if it's the. Tenth time we've done it. I, I you you're know? not, you're not wrong. <laughs> I oftentimes do feel for our spouses because they're like, oh, then there was a the time we went and spent the whole night in the cave, and they're like, yeah, we've heard this story so many times. I think they like it. <laughs> Who would want to hear that story? <laughs> no, I mean, I think they. I, I'm sure they do. Of I'm course sure. They do. I, I bet. Yeah, I, right. I, you know, I bet it was. I bet we were just warming them up the first like four times they heard it, and then from there it was like, well, now that I know the beats, like I can. I'm. I'm like, you know, it's like, here, it's like hearing my favorite it. song. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotta gotta hash it back out. Actually, on the note of that exact story, we just watched a. Me and Beth just watched a Mr. Beast video where he locks himself in solitary confinement for seven days okay. basically just like uh it's like in a white padded room where he just he's just in there by himself with no clock notably and like the lights don't turn off and the meals arrive at complete random times so he has like no way of tracking time or anything he's just going to be in there alone for seven days and i was just like this reminds me like this like it was so interesting to watch because when we were in the cave the the thing that you lose track of immediately is time yeah. like so swiftly and it was so interesting to like watch because like I sort of was watching like I know it's going to happen almost right away and sure enough just like like your ability to judge time in any like meaningful way just is out the window so quickly it, and we were only in there for one night and this was like seven days you know and yes. he's like you know talking himself into like there's got there's got to be like you know, if, if if there's more than one day left, if there's more than 10 hours left, like, um, uh, you know, I'm going to have to tap out. It's just like, well, there's 30 hours left. So, you know, oh, my gosh, you're way off. But like, you don't even know. How would you even know if it had been 10 hours? Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your your basis for anything. So, yeah, as a refresher, anybody who hasn't heard the story before, once upon a time, there's in uh, near the New River uh, in like in in blacksburg i yeah, guess um yeah. there is the new river cave and once upon a time we we used to go like spelunking i guess is probably the the closest to technical term for what we were doing i think spelunking that's i think that 
described being un- in underwater caves. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I didn't like realize diving. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so anyway, um, what we would do though is we would like gear up. We would have like headlamps and all this type of stuff and we would like helmets and all the rest and we would go into a cave, you know, with a with an underground map yeah. of, of like where the cave goes and what it does and everything. But we would go so far into the earth that I mean like if you turn all the lights off it is nothing but like thick velvet black such like, darkness there is I mean you can't see your fi- your your fingers directly in front of your face Not you could probably all. sleep with your eyes open because like your there is no difference between them being closed and shut right um so once upon a time the game plan was to go into the cave and attempt to see if we could spend the entire night in the cave and then what time we would be then exiting in the morning if we didn't have any clocks and basically you know sleeping in a cave is kind of a miserable and uncomfortable experience because it is wet and cold and dark um and so you know part of us was almost thinking like oh my gosh we're gonna go in at you know eight nine o'clock at night whatever time it was and we'll be back out here at like three in the morning and we'll be going to waffle house and, and right, laughing like, about like wow we thought uh-huh. we were in there for a whole night we had like told our friends and family like you know if you don't hear from us by like you know noon the next day an absolute worst case scenario maybe start to worry at that point in time but like i it won't come to that we'll be fine like i have work you know like right, we'll, we'll yeah. definitely be out by then oh my god and you know so we we go in you know like lamps go off at some point in time we fall asleep for some amount of time some amount of time and you know we wake up and we're like all right i think it's time to time to hoof it out of here so we load up all of our gear and we show up and like the sun is in the middle of the sky right and it is like one in the afternoon <laughs> yes and our phones have been blown up and they like you know of course we didn't have any cell service deep underground and like the whole family and you know like just everybody is just like what happened to them like are they okay and it was just like we had no idea we had no, no idea. idea how I long think, we had been i think we were like positive it was going to be like 6 a.m in the morning or something yeah i'm like i think even like we were like trying to like we should we should stay a little bit longer because otherwise we're just going to come out in the middle of the night and like yeah we should we should stay a little bit longer yeah and i think when i think uh, there was like a bunch of other considerations as well at some point where it was like people like at some point everyone kind of had to get up and go to the bathroom and it was like that was like that should have been more of an indicator that like that's your like biological clock it's like yeah, you pretty much do that at the same time every day and that's what was happening right yeah. it was like 8 a.m or whatever but we were all just like nah you know <laughs> it's like no big deal <laughs> that like, doesn't I'll, mean anything i'll go climb back in my sleeping bag and sleep some more <laughs> yeah like i'll try to get some more sleep in here this uncomfortable slab of rock we found yeah oh. super fun but yeah once you once you've fallen asleep at all like any any amount of time you might have been able to judge like just just gone yeah which yeah. was super fascinating it was it yeah. was yeah it was very but. very very jarring at yeah. the same time so anyway that was the cave experience yeah transition transition Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip 
turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ben, I've been having a weird month or so. Okay. Wherein 
uh, because we were so busy in the month of December, like with holiday parties and just general um, things to do on the weekend that I have been very disconnected from the Pokemon trading card game. Oh, wherein I, w- I would say at this point, it has probably been like a month since I have like played a game at all. Wow. That, I know. I mean, it is very unusual for you because it's I feel like I feel like once upon a time you had your like your main job and like yeah. Super Carlin Brothers was the thing that you did like when you weren't thinking about your main job or yeah. what you were having to resist think about. Yeah. And it seems like the TCG has largely become the thing that you think about. That's not here. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like, this. Like, oh, it was like new hobby. It's like, oh, yeah. Trading cards. And like, you know, we, we have like the show where we open them. And like, you know, I was like, I would say for the most part, most of my YouTube consumption was just like more like Pokemon trading card game stuff. Like, oh, like, be aware of this. This is new in the meta. This is what the top decks are. These are, oh, this is sort of the funny, like uh, creative decks people have come up with right now. Or that's what you should. This is what tournament's happening. You know, this is the right. new set that's on the horizon. Like we just finished filming an episode of Box Break. It's like, I can't even tell you the name of the next set and it's like uh, it has been so like such a weird experience to me to have been like so deep and like so all focused on it and to suddenly just be like like i haven't done anything i've like barely interacted with it you know like for like a month like even when we opened the cards i was like god i forgot what cards were in this set a little bit and it has been like preying on my mind in this weird way over the past like week or so where I'm like I feel like almost like a responsibility to like open the app and like play a game or like go watch some videos about it or like do do something because like I like I haven't done anything but at the same rate I'm like but I'm not really like super deter like I'm not feeling like oh yeah I can't wait to go play or anything um and I'm like I just it it has just been this very weird experience where it's like, it's this thing that I know I like and have put a ton of time and energy into, but I'm also not feeling particularly compelled to do at the moment. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I'm, well, do you have, sorry, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know. What's, what's your take? What's my take? Yeah. Well, so I mean, this is, this is I, not to, not to try to like parallel everything back to the, the, the same exact scenario, but it's a curiosity a little bit because I, I've, I have on occasion, uh, gone through similar experiences to I'm going to compare it to the, the Zygarnik effect okay, a little bit right. because I think like in my mind so if I if I'm if I'm like you know sitting across from you trying to like break down mentally what could have happened mm-hmm. um, this is my interpretation this is this is a possible interpretation would be that like because I, I have this a lot like what I will like there might be like a thing that, like I really want to buy and then like I'll buy the thing and then I'll sort of be like you know I don't know if I really like I've wanted this for years and now I have it and I always thought like you know that like once I had it you know like I would that would be all about this thing and and now I do and now I'm not doing it right Um, and so that, that can be kind of like it's its own interesting version of like getting to the you know the end of the proverbial quiz but like i wonder if on any level like this was something that we loved as kids right Mm -hmm. like we were we were so into it and i feel like i would like you know as as like a brotherhood me you and tyler i feel like we all really wanted the cards but i feel like maybe you more than the and and well i can't speak for tyler you more than me wanted to play the game right um and i feel like as kids it was kind of like one of those things that like we never really were able to do to the potential 
that maybe we would have wanted to, or you weren't able to do to the potential because who, who were you supposed to play with? If like your, your two brothers were unwilling to, right. Like, you didn't want to play. Compl- yeah. Competitively play. And like, did we really know the rules that well? And like, you know, there wasn't like the, the ecosystem of the internet and like the, the forums and, and all that type of stuff, like to go and find community, right. Which, yeah. which exists in such a, a better way now than it did then. Sure. Um, we also lived in a small town that probably, I don't even know if it had a card shop. Yeah. I um, yeah. I mean, even, even if there were people gathering, even if there were like, you know, tournaments for kids available, which almost certainly there were somewhere, Yeah, you know, it wasn't the sort of thing that mom and dad could take one of you two for five hours on a weekend Precisely. and leave the rest of the family behind like the, unless everyone was all in on it, but then, you know, is that how mom and dad want to spend their weekend? Like, also true. Probably not. <laughs> right. But so then I think what mm. I witnessed as your brother and kind of being like, like close by for a lot of this is that then you got really into uh, Yu-Gi-Oh for a period of time where we had like some neighbors who were willing to play. Tyler did play that when I remember competitive with you um, and like we would go downstairs and like the pool table in our basement and you guys would have it like set up yeah. sort of as like the, the like the game board so to many, speak. Many many games of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. yes but once again one of the things we talked about was like at that stage in life it was like I could play the game and it was always one of those where it was like if I could go to the tournaments on the weekend which you were doing and, yeah. and I think doing reasonably well at Yeah. Um, but it was still like you still still weren't able to have been able to fully experience like like man how great would it be if, if i could just buy each of the rare cards that i needed to have the best possible deck like i'd be unstoppable it did there was always that like yes there was the sense of like i like that what is holding me back more than anything is card availability yes yeah so then we make it yet another big step forward in our lives and we're, we're kind of like doing what we do here at super carlin brothers and it was kind of like man maybe we can do like some card opening you know for um like live streams or like we can find some like different ways to like engage with it because there's like a whole new especially going through like the pandemic like it seems like it, it had like a just like a total resurgence like the nostalgia is just like hit and everybody was back into it and right like, like card collecting became like a big thing again so then we're starting to like amass cards again and i feel like you were you were struggling with a kind of battle of like can i commit like time energy and resource to go and do this and like compete like more intentionally yeah like like practice travel big tournaments regionals you right. know like like doing the thing and so then i feel like we spent a lot of 2023 like sending you to those I know, places yeah. i mean we went i went to three regional tournaments in 2023 right so like i i wonder if there's any part of you that feels like like since you were a kid and then really like this through line through your life, you're constantly like in this state of kind of like, like imaginative wonderment. Like, like it's not complete. It's not complete. Right. Yeah. Like, like it was always like, man, if I just, if I could just do that and then if I could just, you know, have more cards, if I could, if I find the right people to play, if I, if I was willing to let myself spend the, the time, energy and money to go to a different city to play the game on the level, like what would happen? And it was sort of like, like I, and I, I obviously can't speak for you and not to say that I think your journey is over in any way, shape or form, but like, I wonder if there's a piece of you that was sort of like, I, I got to push the boundaries mm-hmm. further than childhood. Me knew how to imagine them. Sure. Um, and if, and if on any level it was sort of like, okay, I did it. 
Like, right, yeah, like we, yeah, like every the 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 thing, yeah, like, as if like the thing I wanted, like we actually like we actually did it. Like you got as far as you pretty much could without like really committing everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and like the the reason that this theory comes to mind is because it was my exact relationship with rock climbing. Yeah. Which was like I I mean there was it's the only sport that I ever felt addicted to. Like yeah. I couldn't stop going, and I reached a point, and it was the same thing. It was like I couldn't. The only way for me to excel more climbing was to literally take it on as a part-time job, if not more. Right. And, and like you've hit like a like a, a really large plateau in the hobby. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like we're before. Yeah. I think may, there, there could be a certain amount of that happening for sure. Where it's just like, you know what? Card access, no longer a problem. Like travel, not necessarily like harder, but we, it could be accommodated yeah I, or with enough planning yeah exactly yeah. which which i think is what we did for most yeah. of 2023 yeah. yeah i think yeah there's there is a certain part of me that's like i think like th- like the the what it would take for me to go like win a regional or something feels like almost unattainable to the point where it's like there's such professional players and people who are so like all in on it that like there's just it's it's very difficult to compete when you've also just got family and everything else right going as well um but so like but, but that but then to what end is it that you're doing it other than just the joy of competing at all you know right right yeah and and yeah so but i mean the the big thing here is that like you know they and this was just another thing i had written down in the notes but it was you know in life do you regret the things that you that you did do or the things that you that you didn't do and like i think on some level it's like you would never regret having gone and, and done oh, absolutely, all these yeah, things. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I don't regret any of that at all. Right. Yeah. The question. Yeah. But it's like, I also don't feel like part of me is just like, is it just the time of year that I've just sort of like, like even the thing is like, even if I'd wanted to go be doing all the things over the past month, like I just couldn't have. Sure. You yes. Know? Of like course. It, like it there's was just simply too much. unavailable. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Yes. Which I mean, this, this brings me back to another question that I've, that I feel like I've, I've posed in the past that I, I would continue to be curious about is that I think our generation will retire from our careers very differently yeah. than I think other uh, than historically other generations have, or maybe exactly the same way other generations have. Like it's just the case that like possibly like, like our grandfather, for example, has like, like three tractors, a bulldozer and like a 1960 Ford truck and a boat. And it's like, they're all projects. They're all things that he can just go tinker on because like they're, they're like, none of them are like particularly like, um, like brain spanking new or anything like that. Most of them are more antique than anything else. And, you know, he would go out and like buy them, you know, at an auction, trailer them to his yard, find a way to get them to work. But like, you know, that is the way that he goes. And it's probably what he coveted for a a huge portion of his life. Like how much of his life was he just like, if I, man, I just, all I want to do is go tinker on my tractors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nothing like that. That is what I want to do. And so it's like you, you could be in the stage of life right now where you're looking at it. You're like, man, you know, like if anything, you know, Luke's starting basketball, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like the kids are going to be doing these activities. Like weekends are going to start to fill up. Like, like I'm not in, in necessarily like the exact, like, like, uh, like Valley of life, so to speak, where it it feels like there's going to be grand opportunity to do these things. But it also doesn't mean that you're not still like, like maybe what you've now found is like when you were a kid, for example, Mm -hmm. 
we didn't have the money at all to go buy oh, yeah. unlimited Pokemon cards. No. And so maybe the the wall you've run into now is just the same wall you ran into when we were like like 13, 14. It was like, like, you know what? I don't have the time to to do it in the capacity that I want to be able to do it to excel at the way that I want to excel. But what to me that says is that it's not finished. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's done. I think, you know, I haven't gone to my last Pokemon regional yet. Yeah, right, right, right. You right. Know, and like I know the North American International Championships are coming up in New Orleans later this year, which I desperately want to go to. I know. I, just like, wa- I want to go to that one just because I want to go to New Orleans. I know. And eat I know. New Orleans food. It just <laughs> sounds like so fun. Like we just have to make a trip out of that for sure. Like, yeah. Like because you could just go compete. So I think that'll be really fun. And I will say that it's like it's interesting to me that it's like and maybe maybe it is just a scheduling thing. Thing. Because like on the flip side, the other the other card game I play is on my phone. It's just called Marvel Snap. Yeah, which yeah. I remember showing you some stat the other day that like part of the game. If you ever played like a mobile app before, they have like a ladder where you know the, the better you do, the higher on the ladder you get. And the way this game works is that if you get to like you know um, rank one hundred, you break into what's called infinite, which is like the the next the next uh, competitive level of the game, I yes. suppose. Yeah. And it stops showing you where you are on the ladder and just where you rank in the world or something. And I, I hit infinite for the first time ever last month and I showed you and I was like, Oh look, I, I know you're not going to have any context for this, but like it's giving me a rank and it was like 80,000 or something. Sure. And I remember your, the look on your face, just like how, is it possible that you are 80,000th? Like, there's no way there's that many more people playing. I know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was that. Yeah, you're exactly correct. Yeah. I was guffawed. <laughs> I was like, there's there's no I mean, because this is this is like one of those things like where it's like anybody I talk to, if they talk about like their Mario Kart abilities or whatever, I'm like, well, you can't beat my brother. And I think that this has been true, like in every application of the conversation that I have witnessed thus far. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've seen a situation before where somebody sat down with you and really, truly, honestly was able to like contend. Mm -hmm. And it's been one of those things where it's like, you have been so good at it in a way that in my mind, I'm like, he must be like, like categorically good at it right you know like like you know like people can't beat him or whatever and so like when i watch you play this and like i know the level of tenacity and like commitment that you bring to like the games that you were like in love with you know it's like in my head i'm like there aren't many people on this planet and to be fair eighty thousandth out of like nearly 8 billion people on the planet still ranks you in incredibly high regard. Right. You know, um, well, I think because we looked it up because I was on my I was like to me because it's been, like I've been playing this game for a while and to finally hit infinite at all and just see what the rank was and that it was like 80,000 like I can't believe 79,000 other people have already done this this month. I know, you know, that's the crazy thing. I know, but yeah, like we my- looked up like what is the player base of the game and it's like 8 million. Yes, and it's like are you kidding me? 8 million people <laughs> this game like that blew my mind i know yes it it is it is yeah it's just mind boggling yeah um yeah so that that was that was like one of those where i was like i i don't know how it is possible that there could be eighty thousand people on this planet who have played as hard as he has played when i know he is as good at strategic based games as he is right well so this was a sort of a a interesting tidbit so that was the first time i ever did it and i literally we were like I, i was like I got to work early so I could try and make it because I was at like, you know, 98 or something. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to be at work early. All I'm going to do is sit out on the couch, work be work be darned. I'm I'm going to make a solid effort at getting to 100. Like it, I am going to do it. I know I, this is as close as I've ever been. I'm going to make it. It's going to happen. And like we had to like go 
like so the w- the way it was going to work was that like at two o'clock that day the latter the the month was going to reset oh, so and i was like 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 I, if i don't get it by two o'clock i'll be reset down to like level 70 or something and i'll have to do the whole thing over the next month again i was like this like i've got it and i was like at like 99 or something we had like it was like 150 and we were about to go record our other podcast through the Gryffindor and I was like this is this is literally it this is my last game before like I have to go sit down and do something else that will take me over the line so no matter what happens I just there's like a little there's like a betting system sort of or like a wagering like your like a confidence wager basically right 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 where you can bet your cubes or whatever and so the game started and I just immediately hit it before I even looked at my hand and like the the other, I guess my opponent at some point felt like they were going to win, so they also did it, which pushed it to an eight cube game, and I won, and I couldn't believe it, and I crossed over. So I literally got like over the line with like two minutes to spare, like skin on yeah, your teeth. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I made it. And so I think I was basically like, the, I, I, it is possible I was the last person over the line that month, and that put me at eighty thousand, <laughs> or, or probably by proper expectations, assuming you were eighty thousandth in the world at this yeah. game, you were like like 4,000th from being the last person. Uh, yeah, you know? I know. Yeah, it like, turns out. Yeah, another. Like everybody else in the world <laughs> just sitting in. there on the wire. I know. Well, so over over Christmas break, though, um, I had a lot of free time because we had COVID. Yeah, the you whole know, family. We were all stuck. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and make my little infinite climb again. And this time I hit it a whole. I, hold it, I hit it with like, you know, 26 hours to spare this time. Wow. I was in a whole day early. Luxurious. <laughs> It was quite, it's quite a good, quite a good final game. I thought it was, I was having, I was in the zone. I was in the zone. 26 hours, plenty of time and goes to, to go spend one night in a cave. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the difference between getting there with like two minutes to spare and 26 hours to spare was instead of being at 80,000, I was up to like 50,000. Oh my gosh. Which means like over the, like, like if you, I mean, who knows what the, what the conversion rate is, but it seems like over the course of that last day, like 30,000 more people must have crossed the line. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so that's, that's wild. Crazy. So getting there like one day earlier just made like a huge jump difference. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. So now you've been as high as 50,000. I think I've been as, a, as high as 49. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. So in the I fours, know, in got, the fours. Yeah, and then once you're in there, it seems like, you know, if you win a big game, it'll move you up like, you know, a thousand spots at the time, but then you'll also drop correspondingly as well. But, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I was I was having a, a similar kind of experience where I was <laughs> like a classic Ben is that I basically found something like 15 years ago and have pretty much only ever enjoyed one game ever since then. Yeah. But uh, there's there's the the iconic tower defense game is Kingdom Rush. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's the best tower defense. It is game. the best. It's like the all little, versions of it. Yes. It's, it's so great. It's so great. But so I was playing and if you play through, I think like the campaign once or whatever, it unlocks like horde mode, which is basically just like their monsters will just keep coming until you fail, mm-hmm. which is honestly has always been like one of those things that like I have I have like loved inside of video games because it's like nobody can beat it. There is no beating it right you just continue to go just how far can you get exactly and so i I forget what it was if i was like traveling over the summer or something there was there was some some impetus that led me to playing it a bunch on the plane and normally i play it on the plane and only on the plane and then i land and then i don't open it again until i fly home and then i don't open it again until the next time i go anywhere sort of have to like relearn it every time a little bit precisely and for whatever reason i think it was because i found the horde mode for the first time ever instead of just like playing the campaign and i was like oh this is pretty cool Mm -hmm. this is pretty cool let me see how far i can go and so for a while i kept debating on bringing it up on the pot because i almost like wanted to like put my like score out there and just challenge Challenge everybody to to be like come at 
me, bro. Like, and it was because it was exactly what you're talking about. There's like, there's like a worldwide leaderboard that you can like, like, like chime into. And it was sort of like this thing where it was like, and part of the problem with the game was that once you got so far, it would take you like 35 minutes to complete a round. Yeah. So like you were having to like set up all these like little things early on and then you wouldn't know for like another like 25 to 30 minutes whether or not it was like working when push came to shove. Oh, that is. Yeah, that game, like the the amount of time and effort you have to put into like getting just getting another score at all. Yes. Is hard it is it is um but i think i, I want to say i capped off but it was it was very similar so like I, I started like hitting like the global leaderboard or whatever which i yeah. think was more out of like like a million people not yeah. not anywhere near like what you're up against with marvel snap and it's an ancient game um but i was getting to the point where it was like you know i would get like a new high score and it would move me up from like ten thousandth in the world to like seven thousandth in the world right yeah you like, know? yeah like that's where like every 30 seconds you survive is like flying you up the leaderboard yes because at this point yeah. in time the people who are in front of you are in front of you by like 10 points on a game that has like millions of points right being scored exactly yeah, yeah so, so it's just a little bit better is a lot better a lot better in the overall yeah, leaderboard yeah that is but what's crazy what is this is the baffling part to me ben that we looked up this game like marvel snap has like an eight million person player base yes and like i got over infinite and i'm in whatever eighty thousandth or whatever and that's clearly not everyone playing the game but i don't know a single person in real life that plays who, who plays like it's like you're like on and like it it, it consumes like i love it so much it's one of my if you don't play it marvel snap such a fun game not sponsored not sponsored but like it's like it's like i'm in there experiencing it putting like time and energy into it and it's like i'm on an island you know it's like i have like i don't know anyone who plays it in real life despite there obviously being you know hundreds of thousands of people who love this game yes yes no it's like where are they yeah where where my peeps at where where is everyone (laughs) i don't get it no, I know this is this is exactly what we used to always say with Twitter. It was like, right. you know, it's like we we were like, you know, we do what we do, and so as a result, we have Twitter accounts and stuff like that. We spend time on Twitter, but like if I go and hang out with my friends, and I mean, this is not all the way across the board, but like most of my friends. I would say I would say almost all of my friends don't have Twitter and the people who do probably created it because I was doing something on Twitter and they joined it just to be like helpful. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like some of the people I know, yeah, like I know some people who like have it just to look at Twitter. Sure. You know, not not because they have tweeted anything and, you know, have don't have something more than an egg as their profile picture. Yeah. Classic. Whatever. Yeah. Classic. Twitter now X. Yep. Quit, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The platform formerly known as Twitter. Whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no it feels exactly like that where it's just like it's like there's like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people use it it is like it is a highly robust platform and yet somehow i don't know anyone who does i know yeah <laughs> i was like am i am i getting punked over here right <laughs> what's I know, going yeah. on this is yeah <laughs> how could this be possible how can i have so much fun with it and no one i know even is like has uh, any idea i wonder if this is like a shared problem like it would almost be like out like being like in the middle of like the pacific ocean and it's like it's like 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 millions of islands that are all one mile apart from each other mm-hmm. like just far enough that you probably can't even see them off in the distance but like whatever that distance is that's exactly how far each yeah. every other person is so every single person who plays thinks that they're the only one who does and yet they are surrounded by just like like miles and miles and miles and miles and miles in every single direction of other people who are just alone on their islands right this is like everyone like afraid to say they play. maybe it's just the sort of thing you wouldn't assume comes up maybe, you know? maybe not yeah uh, this okay the game i played before this was called clash royale same thing just 
hyper popular game. Yeah. Like, and I used to play it. I don't anymore, but like, I just, I would, I played it for years without knowing another person in real life who played it until one day, uh, my, I was at the dentist and my dental hygienist had like finished doing like the cleaning and we're like, okay, the dentist will be over in like a minute. And it, it had been like several minutes. I was like, I'm just going to play around right now. Cause it seems like this is taking longer than expected. Yeah. And the dentist comes over and he looks at my phone and goes, Oh my God, do you play clash Royale? And <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> do we just become best friends? <laughs> I know. I was like, we could be best friends right now. Is it, <laughs> okay. Know. So here's the question though, is like, is, I wonder if this is the case for people. If there is something inherent about like, like using like, like what, like what mobile games you do feel like, I, like, I wonder if like, for some reason it feels personal. Like it feels like, like something that you you and you do alone like like if they're almost meant to be like 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 a like a like a one way relationship yeah. type thing yeah because like on top of this i am certain that plenty of my friends have mobile games that they play i'm pretty sure cat in the office for a while was like really big in like a like a mario kart version of yeah. like an oh, app based game right. yeah. but it was like one of those things where she was like I play it all the time and I was like I have never, never. seen you play it before never. like not once um, and of course I spent a lot of time around you so of course I've seen you play Marvel Snap before but yeah. like um, plus you're often waiting for me in here to come and record the show and like I'll walk in and you're right. like, you're like, like hold on, let, me, let me finish your game real quick yeah who's waiting on who now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding um, but like I wonder if this is a thing like I like, I'm, and I'm not asserting that it is I'm just curious if it is that like if, if people in the relationships with their games is because I suspect that people are playing their mobile games when they are otherwise bored and chances are if you are bored it's because you're not around other, other people. people yeah 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 so like it's not like you're sitting down to play with someone else right you're right it is like a hard to identify like shared hobby or yes. something right yeah that's exactly right. it so like I wonder and and I I almost even wonder if like our own perceptions of mobile games so like like um not to not to throw car brands under the bus or anything like that because i have no issues or, or judgments on these whatsoever but i know that both like kia and hyundai for quite some time have been doing a really really good job of finding their way into the like automobile conversation by yeah. making like really great cars yeah but if you get if you date back to like the early 90s at some point in time i think kia literally ran a buy one get one free campaign wow for one of their cars and it was like a like you know like a fairly inexpensive car and you got two of them Right. <laughs> um, and it was because at some point in time they were competing on the basis of value, not really on quality, which mm-hmm. has changed drastically. And they're much, much our dad drives a, a Hyundai now. Um, they're much better vehicles than than they once were, but they're still fighting the perception that had existed in the past. Right. And I wonder if mobile games have this in any way where like if you're playing like Breath of the Wild, for example, it's like it has so much clout and like cachet attached to it that like you you have no qualms whatsoever about coming in and being like yeah i played like two hours of breath of the wild last night because you know that people will like resonate and get that but i wonder if people you think that if you said like i spent two hours playing marvel snap last night someone's going to be like you got to find something better to do i know like Um, i think there is like this like this line with specifically mobile games where it's like I will play it when I have nothing else to do but it's never like I'm like looking forward to play I'm never like identifying it as like a like a hobby or right. something yes 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 yeah. and, and it's it's funny because it's like to me there the, it feels like um 
it feels like there's something inherently from a perception standpoint yeah cheaper about the experience of a mobile game versus like a console game or sure. a pc game yeah but i i think that probably what has happened is that as phones and everything have become a lot more sophisticated so have the games yeah and and then uh as well as you know that that technology pressing forward the the consumers the users are also a lot more savvy so they're able yeah. to like participate in these games in a much more competitive capacity even if it's not being as like broadly recognized yeah because i feel like even at one point in time you told me that there are like marvel snap content creators that you like follow and like you know tune into advice from and even that to me i was like there are content creators around a mobile game like oh, which dude, which again no. is like this is my misperception not not right. anything else you know yeah. and it's like yes there are and right. like not just like one or two like many yeah you know there's people like they wake up and they stream eight hours of marvel snap and that's their week right you know they yeah convert some of it into youtube they do commentary they probably do coaching or whatever but like right. this is this is like it's not like oh yeah marvel snap amongst other games i mix it up it's like no that this right right yes yeah. yes but so, so what Go ahead. Oh, go, no, sorry. So what I was what I was trying to uh, what I was trying to surmise here really quickly is that um, I, I was trying to look. So I think this is for 2022. So maybe maybe there could be a more recent piece of data for 2023. But um, this is saying that in the year 2022, Marvel Snap from um, uh, Second Dinner Studios Inc. Yep. Um, generated. 116 million dollars in revenue mm -hmm. and so the thing that's fascinating to me is i oftentimes talk about like the movie theater principle which is like can you spend ten dollars even in in that purchase for example and usually my argument would be like well you would spend ten dollars for a two-hour movie theater experience so if you can find two hours of entertainment from that in-app purchase then there you go yeah but i mean 116 million dollars i mean i wouldn't say it's the most competitive box office um like score ever for like a feature film that almost seems like a low number to me i, I mean it seems low to me as well yeah. but like but you know this is like one of those things where it's like there are plenty of films that come you know that are like like blockbuster films that would come to the theaters and you know hitting that number would be at least somewhat you know remarkable right um and so i mean to me that's wild because this even if like that's just one app yeah you know and this says we, in 2023 marvel snap generates eight to nine million per month on average eight to nine million Which I guess still gets you at about the same number yeah yeah okay yeah. yep yep that sounds that's about crazy. right yeah well that is anyway, wild so my question for you guys is one do you if you play marvel snap please let me know because i feel like there's i must know people can you add friends i don't know there's not there's not like a friendship there's not oh, like clans or anything darn. in there yet although man i think that's coming this year and we should have a popcorn culture clan if that happens that would otherwise be not even not even just marvel snap do you play a mobile game with like any amount of like intentional intensity outside of I'm sort of bored right now. Like just do, do you have a game you play yes. on your phone that like you are dedicated to? Right. I want to know. Yes. Like just because it would just make me feel more comfortable. I think if I just knew that other people do. Right. <laughs> but because clearly they do like it's like the, I mean, they're raking it in. People are doing it. They're spending money. You know, like well, people are invested. So, uh, yeah, so I just looked at this. So uh, this is just another fun fact for you. So Clash Royale, that's the other one you played. That's the other one I played. Okay. Yeah. So Lifetime Clash Royale has surpassed more than three billion dollars. Not surprised. Billion with a B. Billion with a B. That means that Clash Royale, the mobile app, has made more money than Avatar did at theater. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's 
Like it's but like, insane. But you could talk to any person. And they know if you were to say, are you aware of the film Avatar with with the Navi, the, like yeah. the blue people? I would be willing to bet that you could go and pull any person on the street and they would at least know what it was, even if they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I bet you could pull the same people and say, do you know what Clash Royale is? And it would not be the same. I agree. You're right. It would not be the same. Oh. And it's out there like quietly just, you know, just just. The I, yeah, maybe this is what's happening. Maybe maybe like we all pay attention because it's such a big thing. It's like whenever a new film comes out, like you're like, oh, but how did they do it at the box office? How did like like that? It's a testament to whether or not the film is good. It's its box office score. And this app alone is absolutely smashing the best box absolutely. office score. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So be sure to let us know which mobile games do you play and how invested uh, have you, have you been with them? Are you competitive? Are you into it? Yeah. Do you, you think yeah. you can beat, beat us at Marvel snap and or kingdom rush? <laughs> oh, bring it on. There no. you go. <laughs> Send all your feedback to popcorn culture pod at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you would like to support the show, you can do so by heading on over to patreon.com slash popcorn culture, where we have a variety of fun tiers available for you and some additional content. If you want to check it out, patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, until next time, pop pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.